Hello everyone, welcome back to the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Thank you so much, Levon and Jason. As always, our two biggest sponsors. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate yeah, you Yeah, thank you guys yeah. so much for every month. You know, great support. You know, this is why we can do this. Yep. So what are we What are we going to talk about today? BJJ for intermediate judokas. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And vice so versa? Song, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Both sides? So we're going to focus on BJJ for intermediate judokas on this episode, and then we're going to follow it up with judo for intermediate BJJ. So yes, very, good, very, very series. different from a, the yeah. white belt coming in and like, hey, I want to learn yeah. judo or BJJ, either or. They have zero experience, you know? It's very, yeah. very different. Because then you yeah. know, they don't have a full understanding of the sport that they're already coming from. So mm. they... You know, you, they can't really make use of the new information. You know, white right. belt comes in to judo, and then they start learning turn throws, and they quickly realize that people are standing up for <laughs> yeah. ten seconds at a time, and when they pull guard or they go yeah. for one turn throw and they're not good at it, and then they get their back taken, their immediate go-to feeling is this thing doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So. So this uh, I think so this was a suggestion from Emin, uh, from yeah. one of our patrons, and then he basically said the same thing. Like he's uh, um. So he, right now, he's, I think, trying to, he's learned some judo and then he's dabbling at BJJ. Yeah. And he was, uh, he said he finds some balance and body mechanics very useful from judo, but yeah. also he's trying not to fall back too much on the judo instincts. So yeah. he basically wants to really, you know, uh, approach BJJ as just for the sake of BJJ instead of like trying to like, you know, smash people with judo throws or yeah. anything. So how do we? What what are your thoughts? Because you've done both. Wait, remind me again. Which is which episode is this? Judo for <laughs> this is BJJ. This is BJJ for judo intermediate judo guys. Oh, yeah. so you are let's just say a green or a brown belt in judo. Sure. Yeah. Something like and that. You and you go into a jujitsu class, and you're like, all right, let's see what I can yeah. learn here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very nice. All right. So first and foremost, as always, you have to know yourself, your style, where your gaps and your game are. With all that yeah. being said, the goal is to learn BJJ for itself yeah. or to use it to improve your judo skills and win matches yeah. using BJJ and judo, right? So, like, you have to see, like, all right, do I want to go the IBJJF circuit or the judo circuit, national, local, regional, international? So, you kind of have to yeah. have a decision, you know what I mean? Right, first, right. First, right? So, what's your goal here? Like, if that's your goal, why, why are you learning BJJ after learning judo, right? Yeah, that's really important. And then now, all of a sudden, you're spending the time going to actual classes and taking classes, and they're showing spider guard or lasso, whatever yeah. it is, or, you know, even like uh, inverted, you know, guard or some of these things that may not present itself in judo because you don't have enough time or you're just never in that yeah. position enough. That's going to not really give you the best sort of bang for your buck if you're trying to use jujitsu to compete in judo. You know, right, but there's right. certain passing types that are very, very useful for judo, and there's certain positions that you see in judo all the time, right? Right. So if you can sort of guide your practice in that setting, maybe you're not just taking regular class and like, oh, today we're gonna do butterfly sweeps. Yeah. It might not be useful for you, but if you kind of like take a little bit of time before class or do privates even private lessons, always yeah. a good way to kind of like customize your training. You yeah. Know? Because the guy gonna be like, oh, let me show you, you know, uh, reverse Delahiva to kiss the dragon. It's like that's not what I'm, I want to learn today, you know. <laughs> so, is that a real move? That's a real thing, yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That yeah. Is a, yeah. Uh, but if you could say like, hey man, I'm trying to win a judo match, and then these are the positions. Like over under pass is probably one of the best ones yeah. because the rules for judo set, rule says like when you're passing, they could belly down and then not right. Mm -hmm. 
give up their back, no problem. It's kind of like ADCC rules too. If you pass and you accept the pass, you get points taken. You, the other yeah. person scores. But if they're passing, you give up your back and then you can kind of get back up to your feet, you're good. So you There's expose no, yeah. your back, but you don't give up any points. You know. Right. Similarly right, right. with judo, you could give up your back, no problem. And then you know, a couple mm. seconds of stalemate, people will stand you up. So over yeah. under pass is a very good one. And then being very, very good finishing mechanics with finishing from the back. That's another yeah. really good one. You know, those two right. are probably like the best bang for your buck, you know, in terms of spending your time. Using BJJ for, if you want to use BJJ, some of the things from BJJ for your judo, right? Yes, yes, yes. And then, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I just wanted to like divide this episode into two parts, I guess. So let's yeah. go keep going with... If you want to just take some elements from BJJ for, to improve your judo game. Yes. And then we'll yes. touch on the other way. Like you want to just learn BJJ and then maybe touch on how your experience has been. And yeah. I can kind of jump in there and there too. So, yeah, let's keep going with, uh, you know, taking elements. So uh, from BJJ, so you said mm-hmm. over under path. Yeah. Because you, you can prevent people from belling down. In judo, yes, when you're passing, right? right? And then you're there right. all the time. People go sumi, tomonage. Any sort of sacrifice, though, that they go to their back, it always presents yeah. itself. Because the one the leg pass. is up. Yeah. One leg is up. You, they're on their back. Their legs are right mm. there. You go over on the pass. You prevent the turnout. You know how to finish it properly, pass and pin. You know, because mm. you have points for that in judo. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's number one. Yeah, so what are some other things? So attacking the back is very good. Finishing mechanics for any choke. Chokes, you know. Right. Finishing, uh, you know. All the nitty-gritty details, like BJ really goes through that well. Yes, but then you have to be able to alternate and rotate through them quickly while creating movements. You have to Uh, make it judo relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Attacking the neck, going for juji. When you get to juji, right, if you can't unlink the hands, you know, in judo, after a certain amount of time, they're just going to send you back up. Just don't, yeah. So getting really good in that position being able to go for it really quickly because jujitsu is unlimited time, you know? Mm-hmm. But because you're spending a lot more time in that position of trying to unlink the hands and trying to finish the juji and you're learning mechanics, finishing mechanics, that's yeah. very useful for you, you know? Right, yeah. right. And then also, obviously, some of the open guard stuff that relates from you doing sumigaishi, tomonage, and transitioning mm. from standing to ground and then going yeah. for flash arm bars and such from bottom, that's always really helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... When you show up to so, when you show up to a BJJ school with this mindset, and then you know what to work on, like you know those three yeah. things you just mentioned. Yeah. How can you really like structure your practice around it? Because a, a, a typical BJJ school is not necessarily going to tailor everything to your needs. No. You said you mentioned privates, but you know some some yeah. for some privates may not be possible. That's very you know? true. I'll tell you this, man. Yeah. When you're going to a judo school, right? How many randori yeah. can happen at once on the feet? Not that many because space is always a concern, right? Yeah. You can't have 100 guys on the mat doing stand-up randori together unless you're in Japan in a massive space, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you get less randori rounds, 100% yeah. in judo. Yeah. But when, like, I'll give you an example. My dojo, which has a little bit more than 1,000 square feet of mat space. We're in Manhattan, okay? <laughs> I know someone's like, oh, it's a small dojo. It's like, yes, we're in Manhattan. It's costs all yeah. leg. It's a fortune. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> you have a thousand square feet. Okay? We get maybe eight guys doing Tachiwaza Randori. Yeah. So we do short two to three minute rounds. Right? And then we just keep going and then we filter them out. Don't double up until later. People get tired. Yeah. They go fall off. <laughs> but we could have 25, 30 guys working out at the same time in Niwaza. Right, right. See what I mean? So you could yeah. do more rounds. You could do more rolls. Consistent, consistent, consistent. Right? So you can always rely on the number of rolls that you get in jiu-jitsu. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes judo, it's like, all right, guys, eight, eight people go out there or 10 people go out there that do some randori. You may not be able to get that space on the mat. Yeah. And maybe yeah. you're at a dojo where it's not a lot of students. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. case. You know, maybe, you know, you have a lot more space. Who knows? Okay. But generally yeah. speaking. So now you have a certain amount, a lot of time and number of roles. And now you can allocate your focus. Mm-hmm. For instance, instead of doing loose passing, fast passing, you know, Toriando passing, all that stuff, you want to be a specialist in over mm-hmm. under passing, that pressure passing style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Person goes Tomonage, whatever it is, get really quickly into that, you know, split in the leg position and then go right, diving right into that over under pass. Yeah. And then you want to be an expert and then you want to make sure that you spend a lot of time there, understand all the different nuances of the reactions, the main line of defenses, mm-hmm. the things he may do to prevent you from doing those passes. So now yeah. you're an expert in that, right? Yeah. So that's a really, really good way to focus on that. You know what I mean? Obviously, starting from someone's back, like getting there is difficult in jujitsu roles. But yeah. you could kind of talk to the person, hey, can we start, you know, with you on my back and then uh, can we trade positions? That's something that's reasonable. That's a reasonable request. Hey, I'm working on finishing right. from the back. Or sometimes classes goes, hey, let's start in finishing juji position, you know, hands locked or whatever it is. So that's kind of gives that. That's how you structure your own training. You know, by be, communicating to your partner or communicating to the teacher, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? I see. And you can I always see. take 10 minutes after class and be like, hey, let's work these specific positions. That, mm-hmm. like, I don't know any teacher that's like, no. <laughs> you can yeah. just come 10 minutes early, 15 minutes yeah. early, given that there's no kids class happening beforehand or whatever. Like, that's yeah. totally okay to just kind of specifically work. You know, that's right. fine everywhere almost, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah. you know... And I think most teachers will find that very good because you're like dedicated and motivated yeah, and you sure. and just don't be a, you know, yeah, don't be a dick about it. Dick about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So now let's move on to the other case where you want to, you're a judoka, intermediate yeah. judoka, but you want to learn BJJ as a BJJ. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, you would <coughs> say it might be simpler because you just show up and just train, but yeah. You know, a lot of judo habits might kick in and then your ego as a judoka might kick in, I guess. Yeah, 100%. So you, you know, and I think yeah. uh, the ego is the biggest killer for pr- progress, I think. You know, and that's yeah. one thing I learned, to not have an ego. And even mm. now, to, still to this day, you know, I put myself in bad positions. I give positions to, like, older yeah. people or people not as athletic or even pe- people way below my skill level, right? Yeah, so yeah. they'll work on positions. Like, for instance, like, if a really good black belt passes my guard, it, for me to retain from there is very difficult, right? Yeah, But, like, yeah. a not-so-good blue belt who's a little bit older, who's a little bit lighter than me, like, I can let him get there, no problem. He feels good about himself. Obviously, I don't give it to him in an obvious way. Right, right. I do the right reactions, this and that. He goes for this, this and that, and then he passes really quickly. Great, I'll accept it, and I'll try to work myself out of it. You know? Yeah. And in the process, if I get submitted, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? And I never let them extend my own. I don't trust blue belts ever. Right? <laughs> so, like, when it's going for it, I was like, all right, you got it. Good. Nice work, yeah. you know? Oh, okay. And then, like, we'll continue in this way, you know? And I think uh-huh. that's very, very helpful because now winning is not the goal for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If winning is the goal, I could take anybody down, land in side control, keep them there the whole time, and that's a win for me. I could win, yeah. win that way in air quotes. But I don't yeah. learn anything. The other person doesn't learn anything. And it's just like the most useless way to spend your time on the mat. 
you're not there to like represent judo and then <laughs> dojo yeah, break no, the dojo. No, no, right? no, that's not that's not why I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like so like right now I'll give you an example. This guy Marcus showed me his like spider guard system. Mm-hmm. You know, not like a spider guard traditionally, like one foot goes up yeah. there, but it'll plant the other foot off balance and try to go yeah. into the other leg entanglement to the opposite side. You know, guys yeah. leading with his right leg, usually you delaheva and entangle that lead leg, but using that spider guard to entangle the other leg which makes yeah. it very difficult because if you don't lead with your left and you don't knee cut with your left or don't do any of the stuff with your left now all of a sudden you're forced yeah to do that to right? do that i see you know what i mean so i've been trying to do this kind of stuff and in the process yeah. i learned that my legs are really short right <laughs> so it's very difficult it's uh-huh. not the same because this guy's really lanky that i'm learning yeah him, right and then i'm making lots of little mistakes that ultimately leads to them maybe throwing the leg by or something and get yeah. passed Right, right, right. You know, it's fine. And then even when I get past, when they throw that leg by with the spider hook, like, I'll do different reactions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I know with when a blue belt does that, I could grab the sleeve, you know, push it across, frame through, and then when he lets go, like, I can re-guard. But I'm not going to do yeah. that every time, you know? I may let him throw the leg by, and I may give him my back and then roll into a knee bar or something. But I'm going to yeah. try to give different looks, different reactions to kind of, right, feel a little bit more. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so I right. developed that sensitivity to be able to react, right, to like which option is the best and make that, you know, on the game, on the fly sort of decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, so that's how I've been kind of approaching my training. And then, you know, after people kind of realize this, they're not looking at it like, oh, I got to watch that guy because he's going to smoke yeah, somebody yeah. or I want to see Shintaro slam somebody. In the beginning, it was a little bit like, oh, man, I wonder if he's going to slam somebody. <laughs> and then I'm just disappointing everyone because I'm not throwing anybody in the room. Yeah. But now... you're not there yeah, to throw I'm people. I'm not there to yeah. slam guys. And they could get hurt yeah. because they don't have experience taking yeah. falls. Yeah. So now I'm at, a, I'm at a point where it's like, oh, you know, he's just a guy in the room training. You know, there's mm-hmm. no pressure. You know, I get passed and, you know, submitted all the time. That's part of the training for me. You know what I mean? I see. So then, yeah, let's now kind of, yeah, that's a good segue to your own experience yeah. as, you know, showing up. You're not an intermediate judoka by any means, no. but you did show up <laughs> yeah. to a BJJ school. So how was that like? I know, you know, you've done all that, like leaving yeah. the ego out the door and then, you know, you're there. You approach it as uh, you, you want to wanted to learn BJJ as it's BJJ. You yeah. weren't there yeah. to, right? So how's I mean, it been? I've been learning, you know, from Brian yeah. Glick. I have a long history with Brian. Yeah. But it was once a week, you know, we get together. And, you know, I have like a right. couple months stints here and there. Like I did three months at Henzo's, yeah. you know, with Donahue and he gave me my purple belt and such. And, you yeah. know, I go sometimes like to this school for a couple of weeks or something like that. But it's right, very right. sporadic, very little, like not real training. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is the first time that I strung together probably eight or nine months where I'm going all the yeah. time. And like actually... Yeah embedding myself in the country and trying to learn you know what I yeah mean? yeah yeah nice so do you feel like uh it's uh it's helping you with your judo or vice versa or both like what 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 are the some of the things that you gain like do you recommend yeah. this yeah i'll tell you this to people uh yeah. the way i gained confidence in my nawaza is yeah. different you know what i mean before a jiu-jitsu yeah. BJJ black belt, like a gem pop black belt who's a little bit older can visit my yeah. dojo and challenge me to Nawaza. And if my goal was to just not get submitted and beat him, I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now, like, it's like I really know their game. I really know jiu-jitsu, so I'm a lot mm-hmm. more proficient. And then yeah. also, there was a guy who reached out to me from Japan. He was a junior world champ, right? Oh. Recently. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to, you know, he 
texted his buddy who speaks English and he hit me yeah. up and he's like, yo, uh-huh. this guy's coming and he's my yeah. size, my weight. He's like late 20s. Wow. He's a killer, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like this might be the day when he comes that I'm going to get taken <laughs> down in front of everyone in the dojo. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. This guy, yeah. you know. And, uh, Sounds like it's no joke, yeah. But it's, you know, three minute Randori round, I could hold my own yeah. with anybody. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I was like, you know what though? I'm going to embarrass him on the ground first. Oh, I'm going to okay, submit him four okay. times and then he's going to fear me and then by the time we get to Tachiwaza, you know, he's going to be just, his spirit's going to be broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. like put six minutes on the clock for the ground and then just yeah. hammer him for six minutes straight, right? Okay. Just demoralize yeah. him and just make him feel the fear of God, right? <laughs> and then when we get to stand up, he's going to be a little bit like, oh shit, yeah. I better not be miss, little... you know, yeah. I better not go for a drop Sanagi miss because he's a drop Sanagi yeah. guy because he's going to strangle him. He's going to punish me. Yeah. You know, and even yeah. though we're not, you know, we're training stand-up, there's the risk yeah. of getting submitted if you're giving up your back if you miss. So that yeah. pressure may slow down or delay his yeah. drop Sanagi game, you know? So that so, gives me confidence for sure. Did it work out? How did that go? No, he, he didn't come last minute. He, he, didn't, come. he didn't come last minute. And I was very relieved, actually. <laughs> yeah. that, that would have been an interesting... I would have flown to New York to just see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't so you his name. <laughs> but he's, he was so, relatively current, and he was on the world yeah. tour. He was very successful. So I was like, this guy, no I'm going to have a hard time with this guy. Because he's yeah. also big. He's also heavier yeah. than me. He's taller than me. He's current. He's in his late 20s. You know, wow. so I'm like, all right, yeah. this guy is going to give me a hard time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you become more uh, well-rounded. Uh, you it, it gave you more confidence on the ground, obviously. Yeah. Did it, did it, uh, I guess I, but then you, you've been really learning a lot of very uh, BJJ specific things too, though, like uh, spider guards and De La Hiva yeah. and, and all you know, that. This is the thing, right? So, I think there's a lot of stuff in BJJ that's BJJ specific that guys yeah. have not brought over to judo yet. Mm. Oh, and you think those like spider guards and they, they can be used in judo, you think? 100%. I think, oh. for instance, when you go Tomonage, guy drops to his knees, right? Yeah. You close, close guard. Both usually parties know mm. that they're not going to be able to open the close guard, pass the close guard, and get the pin position within the allotted amount of time. Yeah. So yeah. both players just accept that close guard that position. This is done, yeah. And then it's essentially yeah. a stalemate. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of effort and time to get any meaningful attacks from there in judo, right? Yeah. So they yeah. accept it. They look at the ref, ref goes, all right, guys, let's get back to your feet. I know both yeah. of you. In that position, though, right? Yeah. To transition double feet on the hip after you have the double sleeves and then put the foot on the, the bicep for the, yeah. right? And go for a flash sankaku is mm. completely... Within like reason, surprise. yeah, to be able to do in an actual judo match, mm. and you're there all the time, right? So like going like cross collar juji, like regular juji from bottom, that's just not gonna happen because you can't do yeah. that, you know, in close guard real quick, like right, right off the bat, right? But like looking to off balance some close guard and then having two or three really flash <clears throat> fast flash attacks, like that's a, something that most judokas don't do. Mm. and Flavio Kanto was successful yeah. with that right he yeah. had the collar he would off balance and then do the Kanto choke yeah yeah. you know collar off balance Juji Kanto choke like he would just alternate between these three and he had a tremendous amount of success right right 
But usually you go into a jiu-jitsu school and it's like, okay, we're going to learn the clothes guard. We're going to grab the sleeve. We're going to try to bring the arm across the center line. And then we're going to try to trap that topside shoulder. You know, and if you resist yeah. back here, we're going to try to sweep him. And then the person on top is going to try to open the clothes guard by doing this and standing up and blah, blah, blah. And then if he stands up, you go for, you know, K-guard or whatever, entry, leg entries. Yeah. None of that stuff is going to happen in judo, right? Right. But so, it... I guess it's, I mean, I guess it's a little hard to practice that in BJJ schools, though. I guess you have to kind of ask people to be in that position that you're going to try this. Like, how would you? But, you know, by yeah. being advanced and working. Oh, like the fundamentals. Just being there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the issue with stand-up judo for BJJ guys. Right. And yeah. I've realized it's because I'm teaching a judo class at Essential. Right? Yeah. And I'm doing private sometimes with some of these guys. And they're asking all the right questions. And then yeah. the training, training in air quotes, right, judo, they're doing this stuff. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, rolling comes around. And they're doing yeah. six rolls, five minutes each, five yeah. rolls, six minutes each, whatever. There's 30 minutes. And the other person's like, oh, shit, he's been working judo with Chintaro. Bang. So he's Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then they're never really spending that much time on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. 20 seconds in a row, if that. Yeah. So they don't get the repetitions and the time in that standing position where you have two parties trying to throw each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the issue, really. And even in judo, too, and there was, it's like you're never spending that much time in close guard, so you don't develop the feel and the intricacies. How to off-balance, try to extend the limb. You know what I mean? How to like show a choke and make them believe and then try to off-balance them backwards and try to sweep them and then they're coming into you and then going for juju. You know? So it's an exposure problem. Like you, you just... If Absolutely, you actually yeah. think about it, you just don't get exposed as much to yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah. So like spending time in it can help with like feel, developing that feel. Feel and then you know? that come, and the speed will follow the feel and all that. Yes, yeah. yes. So there's definitely a a good thing there you know mm. and then I think the I next see. level up is seeing things that you could bring over from judo and things that you can bring over from jiu-jitsu and things and theories and concepts that are apparent in both mm. right mm. and then understanding that where no one really truly understands it. I'll give you an example man when you're doing right versus right people ask where do you grab the sleeve when they're mm. grabbing your collar right yeah. Low sleeve, mid sleeve, halfway mm. between the elbow and the wrist, or like high in the bicep. Like, where do you grab it? You know? And then the two most common ones are middle of the elbow when you're pushing pressure down. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. low sleeve. And it's yeah. like, when do you do those things? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What is the intent for low sleeve? What is the intent for high sleeve? What techniques are good for low sleeve? What techniques are good for high sleeve? Yeah. Okay. And then once you now think about that, right? You know everyone wants to grab this collar for a specific reason. So then you can kind of reverse engineer it to prevent what they want to do. And then implement your own intentions between the two sleeves. Yeah. Similarly with jujitsu, if they're in headquarters and they grab the collar, they want to like close that elbow knee space. Okay. Mm -hmm. But as they're doing that, okay, how are you grabbing that sleeve? And what is the intent? You know what I mean? If you go yeah. low sleeve and then you could pop it off and you have sort of that cat's paw grip, right? Yeah, yeah. That's more of a pulling thing, right? Yeah. As opposed to a pushing thing. You don't need to push yeah. as much in that position. That's why that position so, what is it, more, more apparent and common in BJJ yeah. from those positions. 
What is it called? The hook mm. grip or the pocket grip? You know what I'm talking the about? Pi- pistol, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not it's, pistol it's like, grip. Yeah. Not pistol, but you like... Cat's yeah. paw. They call cat's, it cat's yeah, paw yeah. in old judo, and then they call it yeah. like a hook grip or something like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that leads to more length, and then you could throw your leg over for like sort of a last Yeah. Leg. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then one, when do you go for that high mid-elbow sort of a section? You know, when you right, reinforce right. it here, then you could pull it up and you go take a tame or something, you know? Yeah. And then... So, like, those are very, very similar nuanced things things that are concepts that are in both grip fighting judo and then BJJ, right? But in BJJ, no one really talks about grip fighting. Yeah. You know? Knee cut, there's a hierarchy of advantages, right? Bottom leg, top leg, collar hand. Yeah. And then how do you get that collar hand? Hand on the collar is a big one. Because once you get the collar, now you're anchored to that person. Now they can't chest escape away. Right, yeah. All these different things, and people are good at grip fighting there, who are very good, who've developed it, but they don't specifically, explicitly teach it like the way they do mm. in high level mm. judo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So making that connection between the two sports, and then being able to like understand it fully, and seeing sort of yeah into the ether is that a is that a <laughs> thing? You know, I I I've yeah. heard that expression, but I honestly don't know what that means. But I don't yeah. know. I just kind of made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is like, you know, where I'm trying to look, you know? Yeah. And it's like I that see. video micro judo that I was talking about, the nuanced stuff that yeah. no one really sees, but really makes a difference. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's the next tier up, you know, and understanding people say, use Kazushi all the time. You didn't do it off Kazushi, uh, but they don't truly understand. What does that even mean? Yeah. Like how to provide that Kazushi. It's not as simple as yeah. pull this way and the guy all balances. There's a lot of push yeah. pull nuance hand position you know intention yeah. like what is intended to be done here and then what do they anticipate is being done here you know what i mean if they think i'm going to go for tomonage right that alone yeah, is going to drive their way yeah, back yeah. which makes it easy for me to push them back for kochi or even double kochi yeah. in jujitsu right or the dummy uh, sweep yeah right or your tripod sweep oh i got i'm gonna run the seminar around that sure <laughs> right? all right so this is, uh, <coughs> yeah, I think it, we had a great conversation about BJJ for intermediate judo guys. Yeah. We're going to follow it up with judo for intermediate BJJers. But yeah. yeah, anything else we missed? I mean, that's it, man. And, you know, you could just do jujitsu so much more safely. And then there's a lot more availability with the jujitsu mm-hmm. classes yeah. because it's just safer. Much more people practice it in the United States, right? States, Specifically yeah. in the United States. I know everyone's been hating on me for the stuff that I say. <laughs> and I forget to say in the United States. United States, Because yeah. if you go to France, you have a million people doing judo. If you go right. to Japan, you have a million people doing judo. If you go to Korea, there's a lot of people doing yeah. judo. Judo, yeah. There's like a TV show in Korea where celebrities try judo. Yeah, yeah. On I TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this is like specifically we're talking in the U.S. market, you know? So, I hope people, you know, don't get too offended and upset. Uh... But yes, we're U.S. centric because we're in the U.S. Yeah, we're American, yeah, you know. We speak so, English, you know. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. Thank you guys for All listening right. as always, and then find us on Instagram, Judo Shintar NYC, right? Yeah. And then all the support us on Patreon support to us join us Patreon. our Discord server. Yep. Yeah. And thank you. And that's it, really. Yeah. yeah. Great. All right. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.